is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us again, freetalklive.com, the phone number 800-259-9231. Your chance to win two Toto Sacks coming up in a little bit. We'll give you that here in a moment. I uh, want to continue something that we brought up last night. I'll be sure to bring you up to speed in case you are just now tuning in for the first time. Or maybe you missed what we were talking about last night. Ron Paul has made a splash yet again. And he's splashing in a very, very good way. People are upset. Uh, people on, of course, uh, the right are just livid that Ron Paul could win the CPAC poll, the Conservative Political Action Conference, uh, which is, I guess, a yearly convention that conservative types have. Well, apparently some liberty-minded people uh, infiltrated the ranks this year, and as they did last year, and Ron Paul uh, ran away with the, uh, their, I guess, their little presidential straw poll thing, uh, winning 30% of the vote. Mitt yeah. Romney following behind with 23%. So a decided victory, I would say, for Ron Paul. Yeah, but like it wasn't close. And, and, you know, it's a lot of young people, and so the Republicans are actually in the position where they have to complain about all these young people coming in and infiltrating their party and influencing their, their straw poll, which I find right. very interesting. And, of course, it's the Republican establishment, mainly. Yeah, it's outrageous. I mean, that people would be upset that young people are getting involved in this in the system. Isn't <laughs> this what they you want? Stinking kids, right? Isn't this what they want? Well, here you go. They like Ron, uh, Ron Paul. He's no, a real not, conservative. It's not what they want. What they want is for you to believe their message. You must believe our message of force, destruction, and putting uh, and you know and 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 getting in, getting involved in your neighbor's life. Because our version of force and aggression and and violence is better than the other side. Yes. So people are upset, and one of those people is a man over at Forbes magazine, Rick Unger, who is accusing Ron Paul of basically being the political version of a crack dealer, offering (laughs) the American youth something they want now, which is freedom from some level of coercion, not totally free free from coercion, but Ron Paul's out there with a pretty principled message, pretty well, close. It's the most principled message you're going to find among politicians. A- absolutely, especially at the, the national level. Ones. Yeah. Um, and so he's out there pushing this idea, and this guy at uh, Forbes is suggesting that this is dangerous. It's uh, it's pandering to young people's feeling of immortality, that uh, that they believe they can just take all their money right now and just spend it all and not have to save for their retirement. We need to have Social Security. We need to have government, uh, you know, Medicaid and government uh, control of medicine to take care of these irresponsible little brats because they don't know what they're doing. Wait, the little brats are going to be paying for them. That's why they're mad. Yeah. That's oh, very insightful. I didn't even make the think to make that point last night. That is a good point. And maybe the, the little other, brats just want to save on their own and have their own account. Well, that, that's that, just that, it. That the uh, Congress can't raid. The other thing, I mean, is that if you, okay, yeah, it's true. Young people in a lot of cases are very irresponsible. But if they're not allowed to make mistakes, if they're not allowed to to learn how to be responsible on their own, then they'll just be sad, pathetic wards of the state for their entire lives. Right. And I know that's what the state wants, but I like it when people are uh, self-sufficient and you know can learn from their mistakes. It's an important and process. Self-actualizing and empowered. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously uh, that's what that's what people want is that, uh, you know, these people in politics want you to be uh, beholden to the government. Otherwise, you know, how can they control you? So we're going to get back to this uh, here in a moment, uh, but we're going to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. I'm actually a little surprised to see that uh, Sean is listening. 
Sean, you're listening to WXNT tonight? Uh, I'm, uh, maybe I get the, uh, mixed up. I was listening to the LRNFM uh, uh, new app that you guys have out, which is fantastic. Oh, okay, cool. okay very good, because, yeah, WXNT doesn't join us typically until 8 o'clock at night. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, two things. First, I wanted to tell, I wanted to say thank you guys for having Scott the Bigot on. Uh, this woman is always considered, uh, has always been labeled as racist for some reason, and it's always nice to hear uh, when we have uh, you know, solid people like you guys arguing against somebody who's so obviously racist. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he is put on the air because well, we'll take any calls from anybody, but more importantly, to uh, to essentially be the foil to show how awful people some people can be and how inconsistent they are and how just thought thoughtless and and la- you know uncompassionate uh, that they can be and and I guess juxtapose against that the ideas of uh, of individual liberty. Yeah, and uh, the second thing I wanted to bring up is I was listening to the podcast today from uh, from yesterday's show, and Ian, you were talking about uh, the idea of withdrawing uh, consent from the government by not paying taxation as one of the only ways that we can that we can truly end the state. And I want to I want to agree and disagree with you uh, on that issue. Okay. Uh, the first the, the reason why I agree is because by by paying taxes, people have an uh, since they've put monetary amounts towards the state they have an emotional investment in seeing the state do whatever it's doing whether they think they're getting police forces or anything like that but then on a the 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 reason i want to disagree with you on it though at least coming from the federal stance is the idea of the federal reserve because they can get rid of taxation all they want but as long as they're still able to print money then it does then the hidden tax of inflation no absolutely i I, I entirely agree yeah, in, inflation is an incredibly insidious uh, tax. It is one that you, the only way you can avoid it is to stop using their money. And so you're right. Uh, one of the other things people can do, and as you said, it was only one thing to stop paying taxes, but one of the other things people can do is to start doing more business in alternative currencies, uh, things like silver and gold or or whatever else is out Just there. Just trade, uh, you know, trading work or whatever for some other kind of work, specialty work. I completely agree with you guys. That's all I wanted to bring up tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sean, for being out there. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Getting back to Ron Paul real quick, I just thought of this, the the Gandhi quote where he says, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. I guess we're getting heavily into then they fight you stage, which means the next stage is then you win. Well, of course, stages tend to go real slow when it comes to the political system. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in support of that. The first two went by fairly quickly, except the ignore part. That was 30 years. Well, certainly the uh, right, uh, the the internet and the quick transfer of information is kind of changing the game. That's for sure. So, speaking of Ron Paul, let's continue this story from Forbes.com. It's one of their blogs. Uh, and I'm going to just jump in. Kind of again, we brought you up to speed where they're attacking Ron Paul for being a financial crack dealer. So Unger says, I can only imagine myself at 21 considering Representative Paul's offer, as I was absolutely certain that I would be wildly successful, hugely rich, and never have need for the assistance of the government. I would have snapped up Paul's offer in a nanosecond. Of course, I didn't yet know what Medicare was all about, let alone understand that age six, at uh, 60 years of age, I would be looking forward to the program with great anticipation, <laughs> despite being fortunate enough to have some money in the bank. So in other words, this guy is a Republican welfare queen. 
Pretty Some, much. I, I, I mean, don't know what he is. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to claim that that much is true. You know, the, uh, the the but what he is claiming is that somehow Medicare is going to save you from the high medical costs. But what he's not factoring in is that since Medicare has come around, medical costs have gone up. Now I understand it's causation versus correlation, but when you <laughs> when the market was free in the area of medicine, you saw significantly lower mm-hmm. prices compared to what people were making at the time, what they call real dollars, um, than you do now. And you paid cash for things back mm-hmm. then. Not to mention the fact that his his glorious Medicare is broke, completely insolvent, broke, and it's going to go under. Even if I had been a responsible young man of twenty one, which is something of an oxymoron, I never could have yeah, foreseen. Wow, nice guy, huh? Yeah, this. Yeah. I never could have foreseen the high costs. I I was pretty responsible at age twenty one. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I, I've got to say I was pretty irresponsible. But I never could have foreseen the high costs of health care in the future, just as I could not foresee the unexpected medical conditions I would face that would drive the price of my health care coverage through uh, stratospheric levels. Indeed, I had taken advantage, or rather had I taken advantage, of an offer similar to what Ron Paul proposes and rejected the idea of paying into Medicare, the Medicare trust, in favor <laughs> of putting more money into a retirement plan that would be decimated by the crash in the stock market just as I was about to need the money, I would be facing a considerably more challenging life when retirement arrives. When one considers that I got some lucky breaks in life and would still be behind the eight ball under the Ron Paul plan, imagine what would happen to those who did not get those same breaks. Medicare Trust My Prostate. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves because in the absence of the government's Medicare program, no one would have a, you know, solid investment into, uh, you know, health care like, you know, like a health savings account. Oh, we already have those things. Uh, 800-259-9231. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So head on over and enjoy stuff like our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the site. And if you go into the archives section, that'll take you all the way back to late 2006. It's all free at freetalklive.com. The archives, by the way, cor- uh, courtesy of HostGator. Are you on any medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount prescription services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off. And they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Click Become a Member there on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer ser- They'll give you a call um, and uh, set things up with you. Their customer service is excellent. I've gone through the process. I've been to their offices. I've checked them out. 
And I've, I, I, there's a great organization, meds.freetalklive.com. It doesn't matter whether you need Nedia, Zedia, <laughs> Nexium, Lipitor, Amplify, Boniva, Cialis, or Viagra. It's meds.freetalklive.com. All right. So we're going to continue here. Uh, Ron Paul, according to Forbes magazine, is pushing financial crack. He's tempting the youth of America into giving up their addiction to government. And, or I guess he wouldn't use that term. He's tempting the youth of America into giving up the important lifeline uh, to government so they can take a risk with having their own money and deciding what to do with it and making the wrong choice and being irresponsible which of course eliminates the uh, the whole you know idea that people would be taken care of he he believes that people would not be taken care of in the absence of the state that people who make mistakes would just be left along the side of the road and be you know ignored freeze to death die uh, starve to death etc and it's just so it's just so not the case. I mean, the people that I know in my life are very compassionate. They are human beings who can see other human beings having having trouble in their lives and can empathize with those people and are willing to step forward and and help out, presuming they have the means and the time, and the ability to to do those things. And I think it's important to uh, consider that the marketplace is significantly more efficient than the government is at these kind of things. When you look at the government, you'll see that uh, they spend, uh, at least I've heard, welfare. Do- there's 70 cents on every welfare dollar goes to middle-class bureaucrats that administer the program. So if you consider that you're by turning it over to a not-for-profit, some of which, uh, you know, many of which will uh, turn those operating costs on their heads to the point that they need 30% for operating operations, not 70%, and 70% go to people, not 30%, but some of them actually put 100%. Many of these church organizations are mm-hmm. that way because they already have uh, you know, offices and things in, in place, and they have uh, you know, people that work for the churches. So you can see between 70 and 100% of the money go to people. That changes everything, not to mention the fact that uh, people can no longer absolve themselves of, the, of what they consider a moral uh, imperative to help their neighbors because, well, the government's doing that. Government will take care of it. The, the, so when you when you consider that people will have more money, that it will be taken care of in a more efficient fashion, right. you don't need as many dollars. Plus the fact that all the taxes that you spend don't go to welfare. They go to killing people sure. um, around the world. They go to all kinds of things. It's a very small percentage which actually goes to taking care of folks. We would all be a lot wealthier, and wealth includes the you know the ability to live a long time We would all and, and live healthily. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would all be a lot wealthier if it weren't for... The federal government and all of its programs and its meddling and its aggression. And I'd like to add that, you know, over the last decades or so, slowly but surely, we've been disincentivized to save. We've been disincentivized to do a lot of to take care of ourselves because of this this uh, creeping government dependence that we've all been conditioned to accept. And Mark, a lot of what you just said, I would say, boy, you sound like a conservative there. Yeah, right. So, well, so how you're, but how how is it you could be contradicting this guy who's being exposed as a statist? Well, hopefully, I don't uh, sound as uh, I hope I sound more compassionate than most conservatives can come off saying that. Yeah, I think um, so. I, I was thinking about uh, welfare. Most conservatives are just like, I just want my money. <laughs> not, I don't care about. I, not, I care about helping people. That's true. I, I, I was saying uh, that welfare is a very small percentage of the federal budget, and that much is true. He was talking about Medicare, which is an extra- extraordinarily large percentage of the uh, the budget plus Social Security, which is an extraordinarily large percent of the budget. So I guess I have, uh, you know, we're going to come back there. We're going to come back to Ron Paul, the uh, financial crack dealer in a moment. But let's talk to Mike in Wisconsin on the amp lines. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, I wanted to 
you know, I don't know if you have been paying attention to this, uh, but the state of Wisconsin uh, right now is in a big budget shortfall, $130 million for the immediate past fiscal year, and we're like $3 billion in the hole for uh, the long-term budget. So anyways, um, the governor, the newly elected governor, has proposed that uh, we cut back on some of the public uh, employee union benefits. Um, yeah, and didn't about 15,000 of them come out yesterday to protest? <laughs> In Madison, the state capital, but there have been—I'm uh, two hours from the state capital, and there was about a thousand of them protesting in the city park. And I'll just say, um, it's just disgusting listening to the uh, rhetoric at these events because it's—if if it wasn't for you know these government employees, civilization would end. I mean, it's—it's it's crazy how uh, these some of these these government employee unions. Um, yeah, the reason why it'll end is because they're going to go right. They're going to probably go crazy and start destroying things if they don't get their way. I mean, Sounds that's like a why crack addict to me. Yeah. Right. They're talking about uh, the, some of the schools uh, didn't have the whole entire school district of Madison, Wisconsin, did not have classes today because the, the teachers wanted to protest. Didn't I? I heard somewhere that they were bringing kids out, uh, bringing their students out to, to protest. There were uh, student walkouts and uh, being reported in some of the schools, the principals would go on the intercoms and say, if you want to support your teachers, you know, it's going to be... Right, make sure you make sure you support your teachers, or you might get a bad grade. You know, if you were to, as a student, walk out for in support of anything else, you know, peace in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you you pick what it is. Uh, you know, to release Bradley Manning as a political prisoner, whatever they charge you with a misdemeanor in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, you, you'd get you'd get in all kinds of trouble. But as long as it's for the teachers' union, no big deal, kid. We'll look the other way. To make the point to these guys, and uh, I went on in this protest yesterday, and, and kind of got in some arguments with some of the some of the guys. And I said, you know, we're we're broke. We're asking you guys to get in line with the rest of the private sector that has had to make sacrifices, mm -hmm. had to make cuts, and people have gotten laid off. You know, we're asking you guys to pay a little bit more into your pension, into your health care, and it's and it's just crazy. You think it was Egypt over here? Yep. Thanks for the uh, the call tonight, Mike. Appreciate hearing from you. Drive safe out there at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Well, speaking of Egypt, the protests are actually continuing in Egypt. People are, I guess, upset about working conditions now, and there are different kinds of strikes going on. And Yeah, the police uh, were actually marching in Egypt asking for higher pay. I mean, last week they were beating people over the head with sticks when they got out of line, but now they want higher pay. Yemen, Bahrain, Libya, all... Protests have begun uh, in those Iran. places. Iran as well, yeah. So there's a lot going on over there. Uh, but we're going to continue with uh, Ron Paul, the crack dealer, here in a moment at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. You can take control of the airwaves here. 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. 
To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. W-I-K-I wiki freetalklive.com. Go there and you can edit virtually anything. The Summer Fellowship Program, sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies, provides policy experience and training for individuals passionate about individual liberty and free markets. The program includes an eight-week internship, two public policy seminars, career training, participants intern at one of more than 100 think tanks and nonprofit organizations in Washington, D.C. and across the country. Working on issues ranging from privatization to energy policy to free speech, Internship responsibilities can include scrutinizing legislation for wasteful projects, onerous regulations, researching market-based approaches, and placing articles in media outlets, leveraging blogs and social networking, and mobilizing supporters. Go to libertarianinternships.com for more information. Sign up to receive updates and reminders. There's a... uh, Housing assistance and a generous stipend. It's libertarianinternships.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. Uh, Ron Paul pushing financial crack, according to Forbes, where their writer, their Ron Unger, excuse me, Rick Unger, is uh, bitching and moaning because he's uh, Ron Paul is tantalizing the youth of America with freedom, <laughs> and he thinks that they're too, they are just too bratty, they too are stupid. too irresponsible, too dumb. Uh, to actually have freedom and, well, this Ron Paul guy is dangerous. He says, maybe a generation of people forced to realize their error when it's too late might serve as a warning to future generations who would go with Paul's 10% plan. Talking about like just a 10% overall cost to government. But if that's the case, Paul is simply using the present generation of American youth as a guinea pig to make his point. And that is wrong on so many levels. Like Ronald Reagan did? What? Well, Ronald Reagan spoke, kind of talked all that libertarian rhetoric. He yeah, but he didn't do anything. He didn't do it, right. But he, he increased the size of government by something like 69%, according to Harry Brown. Yeah, more, more than that. But what I'm saying is his rhetoric inspired a lot of young people, including myself. Hmm, I see. It wasn't until he got into office he was a big disappointment. But well, I never we know really... that Ron Paul is in office and has been there for that, over a decade and that's right, but actually a lot, does vote no. A lot of people, such as myself, never gave up those ideals. He was the first president I voted for in 1980. You're just an irresponsible brat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do you think yes. you can make your own decisions and save for yourself and be free to make mistakes? How dare you? You're just, you've just been experimented on, Wayne. You're just a guinea pig. I mean, the, <laughs> the suggestion here is that uh, the American youth are so, such a bunch of dullards that they would be allow, they would just simply be allowing themselves to be pushed around by this, you know, this old man, basically, and that uh, you know that they can't think for themselves, and they can't rationalize and figure out what's going on, and they're just being you know just kind of pushed around by all of these uh, older folks with their suggestions about freedom. And I think that people are smarter than that. I think that young people are a lot more intelligent than this guy mm-hmm. thinks they are. You know, and and when you think about Social Security, the uh, what it, it, it brings you a one percent increase on your money, supposedly if you get it. Mm. I mean, that's less than inflation. It's a terrible investment. Now, admittedly, there, um, you know, <laughs> I I don't know what uh, this guy was suggesting that basically you'd take a huge hit if you uh, put your money into the stock market. But if you would have put, started putting your stock, your money into the stock market, if you were sixty-two and a half or sixty-five or whatever it is that you get Social Security at, 
and you had started when you were 20, I suspect that even with the hit that the stock market took uh, over the last you know 18 months or 24 months or whatever, you'd still be better off than the return you're getting from Social Security. So I think that this guy is putting up a specious argument. The other thing, too, by the way, Mark, is that even if between 20 and 30 years of age you live it up and not save any money, if you start at 30 and that begins really your peak earning years, uh, you can still put away a lot of money between 30 and 62. Mm-hmm. He says, I would readily grant there's a difference between over-reliance on government as a substitute to taking care of oneself and government's ability to assist those in true need of assistance, encouraging behavior that inspires people to recognize the benefits, both financially and spiritually, of being responsible for oneself and one's family is a commendable and important objective. However, failing to recognize that America is a rich, if indebted country that can afford to do more for those in need than what was once possible is a giant regressive step backwards. What libertarians such as Ron Paul refuse to understand is that life is not the same today as it was during revolutionary times, or to be more precise, as it was in the South during revolutionary times. Libertarians are big on portraying themselves as Jeffersonians, yet they don't like to acknowledge that Jefferson lived in a part of the country where life was dramatically more self-contained. The wealthy survived quite nicely on plantations where they were served by slaves and other cheap labor. What is he talking about here? He sounds just, like a lefty. He's, he probably is. He's just, he's just a guy writing in a Forbes magazine. We don't know what, uh, what his uh, political bend is. Right. But, um, you know, he... What? The South? Uh, how? <laughs> but you know what? He's trying understand. to invoke slavery. Even though he's not coming out and saying it, he's trying to invoke all these images which associate with slavery and all these negative connotations. Absolutely. The wealthy survived uh, where they were served by slaves and other cheap labor who provided for the owner's needs. In return, the owners provided the bare basics of life to their slaves and employees. Hey, guess what? That's what the government is now. Exactly. That's what the government does. The government is the plantation owner. The people in the government are essentially the co-owners of that uh, that plantation. And the uppity slaves want to escape. Right, that's right. And uh, the slaves are essentially getting you know the bare sustenance from their slave masters. In the, in this case, it's it's just the plantation structure writ large. Well, it's not mm-hmm. just the bare subs, uh, subsistence level I mean, here in the United States. We're very wealthy, cons- uh, you know, when you compare us to the rest of the world. But you really have to ask yourself if maybe this is just a better system for controlling slaves. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, it is the, right. I think that I think so too. When it came down to owning slaves, you had to you had to uh, send some guy out there with a whip to smack him in the back to keep him going. That you needed to give him clothes, you needed to give him a place to live. This way, when they just suck off between you know what thirty five and uh, you know sixty percent of your wages, depending on how successful you are at uh, reaping the proverbial cotton. Um, you know, I mean, they don't have to do anything to take care of you. You take care of yourself. They don't need to whip you in the back. You whip yourself. You get all this stuff done, and then you cut them big old checks. And I'm not talking about just the federal government. I'm talking about government on all levels. I pay more to the local government than I do to the feds. Who was it who said that there there are none so hopelessly enslaved than those who think they are free? Indeed. Oh, boy, who did say that? That is a good one. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, So anyway, it all worked nicely for the plantation owners, maybe not so much for everyone else on the farm. Ron Paul-style libertarians don't like to acknowledge that much of Jefferson's early thinking was uh, predicated on what worked best for him and his fellow Southerners. It wasn't until Jefferson became president and took responsibility for the entire nation that his (laughs) thinking evolved a bit. The king. (laughs) Goth. His thinking evolved. Gaith. Because he – are you talking about the quote, the source of the quote? Uh, so Jeffrey, he's saying Jefferson's thinking evolved when he took power. 
Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't seem like that to me. If you're using barbarism to get your way, your thinking has not evolved but devolved. Yes. Power goes to your brain in a very devolution style uh, manner it is not helping uh, the world to give human beings power over other human beings and it does not enlighten those individuals if uh, if anything maybe in retrospect after they're out of the seats yeah. of power they can look back like arnold schwarzenegger recently did and realize that they were addicted to it and that they did things that they might not otherwise have have done mm-hmm. like a real crack addict when they look back on their life when they've you know yeah. their, their addiction life once yeah. they're clean and sober meanwhile in the northern state society worked a bit differently Localities took responsibility to build and operate community hospitals available to anyone who needed help. It was much more an accepted rule of society that those who did well had a charitable obligation to look after those who were not so fortunate. And that charitable assistance often took the form of government-operated programs. Indeed. Well, no. Charity is not government. Government is not charity. Charity Mm -hmm. is something that you do upon your own volition because you believe it's the right thing to do. And maybe it is a socially accepted thing. Maybe there is sort of a a standard of you know to the point where if you're not charitable you might be ostracized there can be different societal influences involved in influencing people to become charitable or to be more charitable but they aren't force they're not the threat of violence and that's what government is and has been mark you would argue that it could be something different it hasn't government historically has been a monopoly over violence and so forcing people to give to this program whatever it might be is not charity and it is not charitable 1-800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line you can take control of the airwaves more about Ron Paul the alleged financial crack dealer here in moments and you can take control as well 800-259-9231 this is Free Talk Live How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty and me This cruise isn't just a convention on the water, it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And don't forget, you can join us online, freetalklive.com. You like the show? You want to help support the program? You can go to promote.freetalklive.com. And you can access everything from graphics to flyers. Uh, you can get a bumper sticker for free. There's uh, web banners, all kinds of stuff that you can do to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world and thereby spread the ideas of freedom. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship. The overnight delivery, it's MemoryDealers.com. All right, as we continue here, Ron Paul, the financial crack dealer, that's what Forbes magazine is calling him because he is suggesting that people might be able to take care of themselves. And, of course, the conclusion this guy is jumping to is that, well, without the government around, everybody will just hoard their money and no one will take care of anybody else. Like Scrooge. 
Like yeah. The story of Scrooge gets misinterpreted, and they say, oh, everyone's going to be like Scrooge. But actually, in the story of Scrooge, the townspeople actually eventually persuaded him to become generous on his own volition. Without so they didn't any, put a gun to his head. Right. They did it through uh, his conscience. And over time, he became more generous on his own without any guns pointed at him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how I've you know become in my life is that over over time, as I've matured, I've realized that some things are more important than others that that, that they used to be. And you know, I give money to charity now that uh, now that I can afford to give money to charity as well. Sure, but even if you had a certain percentage of people in a free society who decided not to give to charity, there's still all the rest of the people who who give mm-hmm. who make up for it. Right, it's, well, it's everyone's choice. So if the government were to take care of all charity, and you know that it would be a disaster if they did, because private charity is so much more efficient than. Yeah. Government did. Government. It would still only be a small portion, uh, or at least a portion of what um, you know people pay in, in taxes, all their taxes. So it's you know the suggestion that everybody needs to give, otherwise the system will fall apart, is ludicrous. Everybody doesn't give now. If you take all the aggregate taxes out there, and I mean local, state, federal, gas, uh, property, whatever, mm-hmm. and you add them all together, how much of that is really charity? I would say less than 50%, if not even, I mean, I'm talking about Social Security, include everything that somebody might consider charity. or You can't use that word. Charity doesn't apply to going, I, as I fine. explained earlier. You mean so, assistance so programs? Somebody might consider a social welfare program, yeah. and you can if you aggregate them all together, it's probably less than fifty percent. So even if only every other person gave, then you would still be at the numbers. But but consider that the government is probably two or three times as inefficient as private charity. So then you can take that fifty percent of people, you can cut it down to maybe a third. Yeah. Then you consider the people that um, you know don't don't feel that they have a responsibility to give now because they give to taxes would then feel a responsibility. You know, the, yeah, these it goes things, on. Yeah, it goes on. You so, don't need you don't need nearly half the people giving. Back people, to Forbes. People would also have a lot more if you didn't have the inflation tax as well. Sure, and all regulations. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can factor into this discussion. Prices are high for a, a number of reasons, and so if people, you know, if businesses didn't have to put up with government regulations and could be regulated, you know, on a kind of, kind of a consensual basis by third party certifiers and things like that, uh, costs could go down, and people would have more money. And of course, if you didn't have to pay money to the federal government, you'd have more money in your pocket with which to choose which charities you give the money to, which is far more uh, efficient because then the charities are competing to some extent for people's dollars, which is very. There important. are also a lot of very wealthy people today who don't. Don't pay any federal income taxes because they, they have, know the they loopholes. Have, yeah, they know the loopholes and they have tax attorneys. So as the nation marched on, says Forbes, grew wealthier and took a leadership role in the world, it was the philosophy of the North that took root in many instances for the better. We became a country that used its wealth to bear some moral responsibility for those among us that had hit it, had it a bit tougher. Now Ron Paul wants our kids to abrogate their responsibilities as Americans. No, that's the entire reverse of what Ron Paul wants. Ron Paul wants young people and everybody else to embrace responsibility. It's the government that wants people to abrogate their responsibilities. It's the government that says, we'll take care of you. You don't have to save for uh, for retirement. We'll handle that for you. Just Look to us. We'll take care of your kids. You don't have to decide which school to send them to. We'll make that choice for you. You don't need to think about what they'll need to learn. We'll decide what they need to learn. We'll decide what's important, so on and so on. They're constantly taking responsibility away from people. Ron Paul advocates the opposite. Anyway, he encourages them to avoid, this is Forbes again, avoid contributing to the pool that helps other Americans get a better education. (laughs) 
the American education system run by the government, it sucks. And it's been getting worse over time. And the money has been increasing over time. So that pool of money going to education has increased while yes. the quality has the gone pool, down. The pool is getting deeper and your kids are drowning in it. And that's not because kids are dumber today than they used to be in the no. past. It's because the system is inefficient. The system is bureaucratic. It is a monopoly or near monopoly system. And to use the term contribute, I think also kind of suggests that, oh, well, we're just we're just giving you know, voluntarily into this uh, educational pool. No, we're forced to pay for it. I don't want to pay for these government schools here in Keene, New Hampshire. I don't want to pay for them anywhere, but I'm willing to pay for education. I don't have an objection to the idea of educating young people, even though I don't have kids. I have no objection to the, the idea of doing so. I would just rather support educational providers that I agree with. And what, what about the, the student loan scam that the government started back in the 70s, which before the student loan program, colleges and universities had to charge what people could afford? Yeah. And now they, the, now what, they get them in debt for the now they get them their in adult debt. lives. Now it's a complete scam uh, if you look at some of the interviews and some of the information that's come out on the whole student loan program. Uh, there's a bill introduced here in the New Hampshire House with our, uh, you know, our new libertarian folks that are in the House that says that uh, people's property taxes, people with kids that are not in the public school systems, their property taxes will be diminished as a result. So it's an amazing step forward. This isn't happening in your state. And, you know, something to consider. Well, that hasn't actually happened yet, Mark. It That's hasn't happened. filed, right? What other state it's not has a been step filed until, It's not a step forward until it, it actually It's not a step it. forward until you file the bill, man. Well, that's a step towards actually taking. That's like you know a baby step towards taking an actual step. But until until a bill actually passes, it's just an idea. The teachers many, union will fight that one real hard. Yeah, they, so, they certainly will. I'm sure they will. But uh, how many other states does that happen in? I couldn't tell you, Mark. All kinds of people submit bills all over the place. So that's a good question. Uh, he asked the younger generation to turn their back on the responsibility to pay into the social security system as their parents did before them. See. It happened in the past, so it must happen in the future. I mean, it, it's always been happening, so therefore it's a good idea. Uh, and you have a responsibility. How did that happen? This guy sounds like a car salesman. So he goes on to say, so that even an, so that an even earlier generation can look forward to some financial security in their sunset years. Meaning me, is what he's exactly. talking about, right? Ron Paul envisions an America where it is every man and woman for themselves. He does so in the bizarre belief that most of American society could somehow exist as a wholly self-contained family unit in today's highly integrated world. Representative Paul would do well to acknowledge that those days passed us by a very long time ago and there is no going back. Maybe Paul simply cannot relate to what life is like for those with fewer opportunities than he had. And he goes on to uh, talk about how Ron Paul, in an article written by his wife, where he faced hardships and he learned how to work hard, he says that Ms. Paul goes on to make a pretty big deal over how Ron had a part-time job painting the school during a summer holiday and delivering furniture for a store. She tells us how he made some money in college delivering laundry and how he even delivered mail during Christmas holidays. Oh, the horror of it all, says the Forbes writer. Just imagine having to put newspapers inside the screen doors rather than just throwing them in the yard and the emotional and physical pain he must have experienced delivering the mail during the Christmas holidays so he could pay his tuition. Yeah, back a- then they had to walk like five miles in the snow with bare feet. It's a wonder the man survived, let alone made it to the Congress of the United States. 
it is possible that the Pauls could just be the tiniest bit out of touch with the difficulties faced by millions of Americans to whom a paper route would represent an idyllic childhood, even if they had to put the papers inside the screen door. Is it possible that Representative Paul views his own experience as a self-sustaining, responsibility-taking American through the prism of suburban life rather than the experience of the inner city single mother who works two hard jobs just to put food on the table if she can find a job at all? Oh, unbelievable, this guy. Well, well, I mean, I think that's a legitimate point to make. That I think Ron it Paul- is. Um, you know, so, you know, the the question is, I, I guess, that, you know, what should we do about people that make bad decisions? First off, I think that there should be an incentive system for not making bad decisions, uh, but making good ones. And I'll tell you that uh, the, you know, to some extent, this uh, the system that we have today, especially the welfare system, is set up in order to, uh, to, to benefit you if you make bad decisions, not if you make good ones. So don't have a husband? Well, you'll get more money. Have some more kids? Well, you'll get more money. These are, you know, these this is a system that's set up to make bad decisions. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do want an, a system that incentivizes good decision making. Would uh, the single mom that he's talking about have to work two jobs if she didn't have a portion of her paycheck stolen right. from her? By half the of her paycheck taken away from her? I mean, there's one job, right? Half through inflation. Or maybe if her kids could work two at younger ages, maybe that would help as well. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kid should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. So just to bring you up to speed, there's one more paragraph in this story for those of you just tuning in. Uh, about this Ron Paul financial crack dealer article from Forbes. And it kind of wraps up what this guy thinks about Ron Paul and and what he's doing, which is, of course, promoting an idea of a significant increase in liberty uh, here in the so-called United States. And Unger, uh, Rick Unger is the man's name who wrote this article over at Forbes. He writes, what Paul is offering the nation's working youth is financial crack. Enjoy yourself today. But forfeit the benefits government can provide society. Benefits that you might be surprised to find may become a necessity in your own life in the years to come. He encourages the young to put more money in their own pocket today by forgetting about the responsibility this generation owes to their fellow Americans. Even when life goes particularly well, allowing for a greater contribution to the public good. Let's hope Donald Trump is right and that Ron Paul can never be elected president of the United States. I would hate to see what we might become under his sort of leadership. Mark, uh, explain Fox News because I didn't look at the whole thing in detail. 
Uh, what did they do after uh, it was announced that Ron Paul won this year? So I saw a YouTube clip today where apparently uh, Fox News, uh, you know, shortly after the CPAC convention um, where Ron Paul won uh, in 2011, so just a couple of days ago. And last year they had a lot of trouble explaining that, and they kind of glossed over it. Yeah, last year he won also, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't he didn't win to as many uh, as much applause in the audience. There were a lot of boos, mixed boos, and mm-hmm. clapping and things like that. But this year. Um, it's, Fox News played the clip to Ron, played the clip to Ron Paul and then interviewed him about it and said, ha, ha, "Why did you hunt, find out who doesn't like you? Boy, it sounds like they really didn't like you very much, did they?" And it turns out that clip was from last year. They mm-hmm. flat out lied that the um, they the, played that clip saying it was from this year. Yes, but, but it was in fact, from people was, booing last year because people didn't boo this year or not as correct. many people. Not, not nearly as many. It sounded like the, the crowd was very happy with the results this and, year. And this year, Dick Cheney got shouted down by as a war criminal. Yep. Nice. By the young people. Yeah. And, at and the Rumsfeld too. Convention. Yeah. So, again, he's saying that he's offering the nation's working young financial crack. But the thing is, and he's saying that they, you, you should just put more money in your own pocket and forget about a responsibility you owe to your fellow Americans. How many young people... And as irresponsible as they might be, how many young people, like let's say this this comes to be the case and that Ron Paul gets elected and that somehow he's able to get rid of Social Security. A lot of these things are things that presidents can't just do. Mm-hmm. And they would, Ron Paul getting elected isn't going to change you know, anything instantaneously. It's a bully pulpit, though. Right. He can start vetoing things and he can do, he can do lots as the president, no doubt. But it's not going to completely reverse the ship of state in you know, a week or anything. But let's just say he gets in there. Let's just say things go real well and... They start to roll back things, and Social Security has gotten rid of Medicare, has gotten rid of the you know Department of Education. Ron Paul's just you know slashing and burning in this kind of fantasy uh, that that uh, people have that they want him to be able to do. So in that case, you've got a you know your twenty year old hardworking college kid or whatever, and you know they're out there working their job, and now all of a sudden they get to take more money home because well they don't have to pay in the fifteen percent of their paycheck that goes into Social Security. Remember, you look at your paycheck. You've got seven and a half percent that shows on the paycheck. There's another seven and a half behind the scenes that was already paid to the government before it even reached your paycheck, before it could even get to the point of being shown on your paycheck. So you don't ever see that. This 15 percent of every basically every pay period is going to Social Security. Then add on the other taxes. They get all that money back in. Do you think that they would refuse to give that money to their grandparents if you know you know their grandpa and their grandma didn't save uh, for their retirement for whatever reason and that they like needed social security so badly whatever piddly amount social security is is sending them do you think that those young people wouldn't contribute money to people that they cared about the people that were important in their lives i mean to, just to suggest that suggests that people are inhumane and that people don't care about the plight of their fellow man or their fellow friends or their or their family members and i think it's absolutely insulting also when someone gets hired uh let's just say um, they get hired at thirty thousand dollars a year. Well, there's also a, a certain amount that's budgeted for their health care, and and uh, which of course is bloated because of government involvement. Mm-hmm. So they they'd have more of that money as well if the government was involved in health care because health care would be cheaper, and right. they, they'd have they could keep more of that money that's going to health care insurance now for them. And Ron Paul's message isn't just resonating with young people. It resonates with anybody who's ever yearned to be free. That's not just the youth of America. That includes the people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s, and people that are making a lot more money than the youth of America. 
America. So those people would also be taking home 15 percent or 30 percent more in their paychecks. And they would be able to send that money to their grandparents or their parents or whoever needs it. I mean, come on. People can make their own decisions for themselves. I don't know why this guy doesn't advocate for government control in everything that he considers to be an important aspect of life. I mean, the, uh, let's let's be serious. It's not all about just saving for your old age. What about the things that you eat, the 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 vehicles that you drive? I mean, everybody should drive a Volvo. They're the safest, right? Everybody should only eat vegetables. They're the best for you. Whatever it is that uh, you know, this guy thinks is the right thing to do. The suggestion that I don't know how to best allocate my money, according to him, is just wrong. I mean, I, you know, I feel badly for people that uh, you know, the people that are reaching their probably, I, I would guess, 50s and 60s that aren't going to get what they thought they were going to get out of Social Security. I feel bad for them, but it doesn't obligate me in any way. I don't expect it, personally. I don't expect to get Social Security or Medicare, so I'm mm-hmm. taking measures to make sure that I'm healthy, that I don't need to go into the hospital, that I don't need chemotherapy. Uh, you know, well, I, I can start taking care of myself. And we're all getting out of here the same way, age. Wayne. I mean, that much is that much is uh, clear. But you know, I, the you need to put money away for these things, and the idea that you're going to to you know wait on the government to do that for you—that's just that's irresponsible. He's suggesting that these young people are irresponsible. That's irresponsible. It, and also, there's no legal obligation to pay into Social Security. Employees, I don't know how they're going to opt out of it, but people that have their own business, they don't have to pay into Social Security. There's nothing that makes them do it i haven't paid into it for years and i have no intention of starting yeah it's been years for me as well yeah so let's go to the phones uh your thoughts uh 800-259-9231 and then there's even more fallout uh from ron paul's success this one directed even more harshly at all libertarians we'll get to that in a moment but first we've got scott the bigot on the line you're on free talk live in massachusetts hello scott yes good uh, evening uh mark ian and wade how are you scott what's on your mind tonight don't know yet uh, this week, this month, rather, is uh, is Black History Month, and I, guess I it am is, yeah. a, I am opposed to Black History Month. Uh, I, it, it it should be abolished by law, and I'm going to tell you why. They don't have a White History Month. Uh, they don't they they, they they don't have a Protestant History Month. Uh, it, this is to pander to to blacks. Well, Mark wait a Luke, second, just before you yeah. go on. Can you name one Chinese emperor for me? Chinese emperor. Yeah. Uh, Can you name a British king? George the Third. There you go. Now you know that we have White History Month every single day here in America. Well, I'm saying that that this Martin Luther King Day, for example, uh, has been has been rammed down our throat. Uh, it's not rammed it's, down my throat. I mean, I really off. I don't have to deal with anything. Uh, uh, you know, I, it doesn't bother me that there's a Black History Month. What bothers you about Martin Luther King? It bothers me because uh, uh, he gets preferential treatment uh, where white people have been disenfranchised in this country. I feel that I have to kowtow uh, millions of whites to, uh, to suck up to blacks. What, what bothers you about Martin Luther King? What bo- the biggest thing that bothered me about Martin Luther King, first of all, he was a communist. He was a subversive. J. Edgar Hoover said that himself, the late and great J. Edgar Hoover. Isn't that uh, the guy dressed up like a woman? I don't think Scott likes that either. Yeah. <laughs> if, if he was a homosexual, then I lose all respect for him. Oh, but, really? Uh, but, but, but he but said that's, it. The, but that's, that's, that's a ledge. You can only respect people who are white, uh, Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Is that right? Heterosexual. Heterosexual, heterosexual, yeah, no, heterosexual yes, that's yeah. right. 
normal people such as myself. Oh, I see. So you get to define what's normal, right? I I, I don't want... You're you're so normal. uh, As you've described to us, you are just completely antisocial. You're afraid to go out and uh, and talk to people because you might find out that the human beings are all the same. Thanks for the call tonight, Scott. Appreciate it. So you stay in your apartment and you cower in in your basement or whatever. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. I think all holidays should be abolished. Uh, Not just one. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free, take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, is the place that you can go. There are a lot of features there, and we give them to you. Uh, archives are up there at the top of the page. They're free, and they're brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. They've got more than 4,500 templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. They've got a 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 technical support, and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Plus, use the portal that we've created for you, hostgator.freetalklive.com. Get your first month completely free, hostgator.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. Ron Paul stirring it up yet again, and he hasn't even announced a candidacy, mm-hmm. a candidacy for president. I mean, he spoke at the Conservative Political Action Conference after winning. I don't know if it was after or before, but he won the uh, the poll that they had there, winning with 30% of the vote on this presidential preference poll or whatever they called it, where uh, there's the follow-up, the runner-up, runner-up uh, Mitt Romney won 23%, so a decided victory for Ron Paul, second year in the row as well, and a huge amount of people there supporting him. And people are on the attack as a result of this the people within the the right wing and uh, you know not to, to a lesser extent the people on the left uh, lionel i was watching uh, his youtube channel earlier today uh, one of my favorite talk show hosts of all time definitely an influence on me he's got his own youtube channel and uh, he was talking about this and he just nailed it i mean he pointed out that ron paul is going to be attacked from both sides. Just watch, just wait. It's already begun. Uh, he's going to be t- be attacked because what he has to say is dangerous to the status quo. He's dangerous. He's dangerous to the Federal Reserve. He's dangerous to the power structure of the Republicans and Democrats. He described them as uh, two drunks walking together, kind of holding each other up as they, uh, they're walking down the street, the Republicans and Democrats. And because of Ron Paul, for the first time in history, the Federal Reserve had to hire a PR firm because of all the bad press they were getting with the, with the audit the Fed bill and the book and the Fed that Ron Paul came out with. So there's a lot of unprecedented events happening uh, to the power structure. It's cracking at the seams, and, and they're just struggling to keep it all together. And 
they wouldn't attack Ron Paul if he was meaningless. Like if Ron Paul were just some shouting Looney Tunes over in the mm-hmm. corner, they would completely ignore him. But right. he is meaningful. He has uh, he has made a connection with people, with the things that he says. And that is why they're attacking him. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Wayne, where... Uh, what is it? You uh, first they laugh at you. Excuse me. First they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. And they fight then you. Then they fight you. And, and then, then you win. You win. So we're still kind of, I think, in the laughing slash fighting phase because again they uh, do attempt to belittle Ron Paul. They do attempt to demean him and kind of bring him down and insult him and call him things like quixotic to attempt to relegate him to mm-hmm. the loony bin. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they know they have to to deal with him because he is a threat. So we'll continue with uh, what some of the attacks are in a moment. Uh, One of them is against libertarians, not specifically Ron Paul. uh, But Charles in Ohio is with us first. Charles, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark. Hi, uh, Ian, uh, Wayne, and Mark. How are you guys? Hey, great, Charles. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, so uh, if there was any doubt that uh, we all live in a police state, I want to share a quick story with you guys. Um, Last night, I I was on my way back home from work. And I get a call, a phone call from my wife, and I hear some, uh, a little bit of a desperation and distress in her voice. Uh, apparently, there are two federal agents at our door uh, looking for me. Federal oh, agents at me. your door looking for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and they wanna, they wanted to, uh, to talk to me about a, a picture that I posted on Facebook. Really? Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. So, it, what it was this a picture that... of? Was this like a dismembered Barack Obama in a box or something? <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so, a few weeks ago, I went to the SS office to uh, uh, renew my uh, government card. Here, I lost the original one, and as I was sitting down, there's I noticed this poster on the wall that basically said, uh, you know, cell phones are forbidden, uh, pictures are forbidden, and so on. So, of course, the first thing I do, I you know, take my iPhone out of the pocket and take a picture of the poster. <laughs> And nice. uh, then I posted on Facebook, right, with some snarky comments and, mm-hmm. and all that. And uh, it, it seems like one of my so-called Facebook friends, friends mm-hmm. I guess, uh, called in and uh, reported me as some sort of wow. Threat. Wow. So, so they just uh, follow yeah. up on any uh, any uh, you know thing that somebody just calls in on. I, it, it seems it seems to be so. Yes. Yes. They, they sent federal agents to investigate you because you took a picture of a poster in the waiting room of the Social Security office. Yes. Yes, and of course some of my folks, some of the folks on, on my Facebook friends list, they, they made some uh, snarky comments. And, and one of the comments I made in return was, you know, well, there's no real you know, Social Security at the Social Security office. And apparently that, that comment was perceived to be a threat. And these guys, oh. they drove all the way from uh, Cincinnati <laughs> all the way up to my house. And... We live in the middle of nowhere. This is, uh, yeah. you know, uh, farmland Ohio, right in the middle. Of, we live on a farm. Wow. And uh, it's it just very disturbing and very scary. Did they, uh, just point of information, did they pull the picture down? Did they get Facebook to uh, to yank the photo? No, no. In fact, I don't even think they went through the whole, you know, warrant uh, type of process. Uh, oh, the of guy, course not. Uh, one of them called me today, and I, I spent a few a few minutes on the phone talking to him. Was this the first time you'd encountered them, or what happened the night they were looking for, the day they were looking for you? Nothing? Yeah, so last night, uh, basically, I was in my home, and, and they didn't feel like waiting for me about 30 minutes to get home, so they just kind of took off. They said, we want to get home ourselves. So yeah, obviously, just, you're a real threat. They didn't feel like waiting around right. to talk to you. 
<laughs> yeah, so um, uh, one of them called me today, and I had a, a good chat on the phone with him. Wow. They're actually really they were nice nice guys. Um, I, I didn't really answer any questions. In fact, they that's were good. Very it's always dangerous to talk to these people because if you tell a lie to them or they believe you've told a lie, they could arrest you just for that. And that's why they put Mar- Martha Stewart in jail. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was, in fact, very apologetic. Uh, he didn't really ask any questions. In fact, uh, I asked more questions than he did. And uh, it was just a very weird, uh, very weird event. So uh, it makes I, you I, wonder, I mean, these are FBI guys, you think? No, no. What, what I didn't know this, but apparently the Social Security uh, Department, I guess they have their own law enforcement arm. Do they have they a gun? Fit. Uh, no, no, but they have badges. They, they then they've badges. got guns. Yeah, they've got guns. They've got concealed carry. Wouldn't surprise Probably. me. So we need armed, uh, you know, badge-wearing Social Security agents. Yeah. Well, every bureaucracy seems to have its the own. The Department armed of Education uh, just uh, we we read a couple of years ago they had uh, some kind of budget for shotguns. Great story, right. Charles. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred. Two five nine ninety two thirty one. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. As we continue here, we're going to give you a two-pack of the Totasac, and then we'll continue taking your phone calls here in a moment. The Totasac is what, Mark? How would you describe it? It's a retail grocery bag carrier. It's made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. It's designed to make all kinds of carrying tasks easier, specifically carrying grocery bags, whether it's the recyclable cloth kind or the kind that uh, the plastic kind that you get at the grocery store. It can make it a heck of a lot easier. Yeah, and you can go to totasac.us if you want to order some for yourself. They're Take a really affordable, T-O-T-A-S-A-K dot U-S. And if you want to win a two-pack of the Totasac, you can call in right now. The number, the prize line, 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. You could win a two-pack of the Totasac. Dial in on that number. We'll be back with more in a moment. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, and bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Don't forget, you can visit us online at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that there. It's totally free. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without lawyers who have to know what it takes to win. It'll show you how to move the court, how to get evidence, how to uh, you know do all the things that you need to do in order to uh, win a case. And it's also for people with lawyers who want to know what it takes, um, how to minimize legal fees and maximize winning by knowing what their lawyer should be doing. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy, the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. This is the kind of uh, legal education that you should have gotten in school but didn't. Brush up now, Jurisdictionary.com. 
All right, so 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls. Then coming up, another talk show host is on the attack against libertarians. Uh, We'll explain. It's because of the whole Ron Paul situation. Uh, But first, we'll talk to Benjamin, listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Benjamin. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, You know, I just wanted to thank the Free State Project and the other liberty activists out there for, for inspiring me and my brother. Um, we are members of the Free State Project, but uh, for various reasons, we can't make it out there for you know another year or two. Okay. And when we, when the whole "We Won't Fly" campaign started, you know, we really got on board with that. We wanted to, you know, start doing activism. We got that little bug in us. Mm-hmm. And um, what we found is that there really wasn't an activist community in this area. There weren't a lot of liberty lovers. There Where are no, you in California? Um, we live about an hour north of Sacramento. Okay. So there really it. We couldn't find anything around here, and when we did, when we did stuff out there at the Sacramento airport, there was only a couple of us. Gotcha. And so, I know, it's and I know, Ian, you'll tell us to wait till we get to New Hampshire to really start doing activism, and and I, and I agree with that because there's a nice, you know, base of support there. But we feel like we should do something now. We should plant some seeds of liberty here that can foster and grow once we leave. Um, and so we've been we've been getting out there and doing some stuff. Right now, we're we're concentrating on kind of populist issues, um, like uh, red flex red light cameras. Um, and after we're done doing some of that, we're going to move on to DHS partnership with Walmart, and then we're going to start doing some jury outreach uh, and stuff like that. I think but, that's fantastic. I mean, if you're taking a safe route, then that's that's that makes more we are, sense. We, some we people. Are playing it fair- fairly safe we have cameras and audio recorders which by the way have come in handy because we've had interactions with the police already oh absolutely Uh, i mean there's never a safe route as far as being an activist there are some things that are safer than others uh, but anytime you're out there sticking your head above the water taking a position that is contrary to the status quo uh there's there is the chance that the people in the status quo will be upset and will send their armed agents after you and you're right it's a smart move to have a video camera an audio recording device or both uh, on you or more than that on you uh, at any given time when you're out doing things even as even something as benign uh, and as seem- seemingly normal and acceptable as, as outreach as we've seen recently uh, people doing fully informed jury activism in Florida are now being threatened with felony arrests uh, for doing so in the or- the Orlando area at the courthouse there where it's been banned from a full four city block swath so the people yeah. in in power take this stuff pretty seriously well, in our latest outreach, I mean, we were doing something as benign as holding signs underneath one of the red light cameras. Mm. Uh, and we're, I mean, we That's were not benign, sir. Point. You're threatening their revenue. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. But we were just standing there. We weren't, you know, doing anything. And we had a gentleman come up and tell us, and we were wearing Guy Fox masks um, because nice. we were trying to get attention. I mean, so we were doing that. But we were just standing there, and we had someone come to us and tell us that there was a bank behind us. <laughs> that we were separated by a fence. We didn't even know there was a bank there because it was facing the opposite direction. And when we uh, brought our cameras out, he physically forced them out of our hands, and he took them from us. Whoa, who was this? Yeah. Now, see, that's the thing. We're new to this up to a little bit, and while we've learned a lot from the Liberty community and watching the videos and seeing how other people handle stuff, you know, when you get into that moment, you get flustered. Sure you and do. So uh, he, he acted like he was a law enforcement officer in um, plain clothes, but he was wearing a, a windbreaker with a, a, a police insignia on it. Hmm. Um, so I failed 
to get his name and his badge number before he vanished, basically. Yeah. He ran off. Did he take your um, cameras? Well, what happened is he took our cameras because um, we were recording them. He frisked us, something I've never had happen to me in my entire life. Wow. Then he berated us about, you know, you shouldn't wear a mask near a bank, basically. Um, luckily for us, well, we use Quick. Um, That's QIK.com. It's a way to stream from your cell phone, your smartphone, stream audio yeah. and video. To me, it's an invaluable tool. Absolutely. It is. It's one of the most, I think, important advances for activism that we've seen in the last decade. But the guy never in, identified himself as an officer? He just, because he, well, he, he essentially he mugged you. Implied, he strongly implied that he was an officer. Well, well here's what happened. Luckily, uh, normally I would, I would turn the phone off to lock it to prevent you know, them having access to my phone. Mm-hmm. But the way he took it, I didn't have a chance to do that. Mm. But he put it into his pocket so we have all of the audio of what happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you can, so, we, so he continued recording. After he basically decided to let us go, he gave us back our phones. And when I, because he kept trying to, you know, uh, he's going to educate us. Yeah. And tell us how it's done and how we're supposed to act with an officer. But I, I insisted on telling him that was our property in the state of California. If you're in public, there's almost no circumstance under which you can't be recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no expectation of privacy. And he tells us that the reason he took our phones was because they could have been guns. <laughs> <laughs> I took your phone because I could. And which I could tell it? you any kind of stupid story, and you have to accept it. <laughs> well, and Just what crazy. makes it even more stupid and obvious that he didn't even think that when he took our phones away is that at the very beginning of the encounter, he starts telling us to put our phones away. Now, he didn't tell us to put our guns away. Yeah. <laughs> he said, put our phones away. And right. he only took them after we refused to put them away. Yeah. The camera's so a new gun. Yeah, it's true. If he thought we actually had guns, he would have had a gun drawn yep. and been proning us out. He yeah. wouldn't have asked us to put <laughs> them away. Then how stupid would that have looked on video? I mean, it was dumb enough for him to say that, but it would have looked even more dumb for him to pull his gun out and, and hold two men at gunpoint uh, for holding on to video cameras. Indeed. So I'm glad that you ended up getting your stuff back in that particular case. And, it, it, you know, like you said, when the pressure's on, it's difficult to say the right things or to ask the right questions. And, man, I've, I've done it a bunch of times, and I still buy it up so it's it's tough and, and it certainly helps to have other people i'm glad you had your friend there at the very least there were two of you rather than just you going it alone that certainly helps absolutely well and you know luckily we got our stuff back and you know we went back to doing our outreach um we did file a police report afterwards just so there's <laughs> just so there's a paper trail not because we actually think they're going to do anything um but i will say that the local police because this is not in our hometown um, but the local police were kind of shocked by what had happened, and I don't know. Now, did our, you get this guy's? Our, you got this guy's face on video, right? So you could ask them, "Hey, is this we, one of your agents?" We don't have his face on video, but we are planning on going back and finding this guy because we're pretty sure he must have just been a, a rent-a-cop for the bank. Maybe um, who knows? And or that, or a you know, an off-duty police officer. How old are you guys? Um, I'm 25. Actually, my birthday's here in a little bit, so I'll be 26. And my brother's 23. You know, it, I, usually these uh, these guys they'll they'll push their weight around with younger guys is uh, what mm-hmm. they do. I mean, you know, it's just it's just a, a natural fact of life that the older you are, the more you hate young guys uh, when you're when you're, when you're male. <laughs> Mall cop, especially young slim guys. <laughs> yep, yep. That's exactly. I, I suspect you. You're probably right. He probably was a rent-a-cop for the bank. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's, it, there's that's no evidence. Best, yes. 
All right. Well, thanks uh, we're for the, find out. Thanks so. for the story tonight. And one of the other things, that folks, and thank you for the call. And certainly, let us know if you have any more interesting encounters. Good luck out there with the activism prior to getting to New Hampshire. It's it's good to get your feet wet. I, I'm not opposed to it. Just understand the risks you're running. You're running the risk is that if something does happen, if that cop tackles you and and hurts you and arrests you, then you're you, know, you just don't have the same backup system. Not even close. That is risky. 800-259-9231, but nobody ever got anywhere who didn't take risk first. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various different features you'll find there completely free. News updates. You want to keep up to date on what's going on with Free Talk Live, go and follow our news releases uh, via email or Twitter or Facebook. You can get signed up for any one of those or more than one for free, of course, at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. They know, they're, uh, that you're, they know that your clients are important to you, so their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, 800-259-9231. We're going to continue taking your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Michael is in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Michael. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, just great. What's on your mind? I was just wondering, you know, why we have uh, televisions in emergency rooms. Why don't we have televisions in emergency why rooms? Why do they? No, why do we? Oh. Is this a joke? Because it takes a long time uh, for to uh, finally get in to uh, see a doctor. Well, I mean, but that's wasted. That's wasted tax dollars. I mean. What is it, what's the wasted tax dollars? The cable subscription or? The whole, the whole, uh, the whole shebang, the, the. The contraption, the TV, and the little arm that the swings TV. it around. Well, what makes you think that tax dollars are spent on that? We're talking about hospital rooms, right? Hospital yeah, emergency well, rooms? Okay, so government, doesn't the government uh, make hospitals? No, not really. Not in this country. Most of um, them are not government run. Okay, well, it's still wasted money. Well, we that's your opinion. On, I mean, you, uh, you can have an opinion. That's fine. I mean, you can have an opinion about how well, a hospital spends its its money. Sure, the radio in your car is wasted money too. In that case, right? Just, well, it depends on your perspective, right? Sure. I mean, somebody. Uh, I'm taking his perspective. Yeah. I'm applying it to his car. Do you have a radio in your car? Yes. There you go. Wasted but, money. You know what? You should the, pry that thing out of there. See if you can take it to the pawn shop. And get twenty bucks for it. <laughs> There's actually a very good reason to have a, a television in a waiting room of an emergency room, and it's to keep people calm and distracted. So yep. they, they I'm not talking to... about the waiting room. Yeah. I'm talking about in the room, in, in the, the emergency room. Oh well, that one's paid for wait, by the government. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> when you say in the emergency room, you mean where people wait to be seen by a doctor in the no, emergency room? No. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the emergency waiting room is where you wait until they take you into an actual no, not uh, the waiting facility. room. I'm talking about after you've left the waiting room and you're in the room where like you you know where if I had my leg cut off or where my they're finger suturing cut off. you or whatever where they're actually working on you. There's a television there too. Right. 
Well, that's a little. It seems a little unusual. I've never seen that before. But then again, I haven't been in too many uh, hospital rooms. Thank Are goodness. You yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. They do where I'm in my hospital where I live at in Titus County. They got. TV you could, I'm sure, they... ask them to turn it off if it really is bothering you. I mean, I'm sure they'd be happy to do that for you. Yeah. Uh, let, let me ask you this: uh, mm. Have y'all heard of Planet X? Yeah. Yeah, it's outside uh, the the rotation of Pluto. Is that right? Right, it's got this elliptical orbit, 2,000-year orbit. Uh-huh. Have we already blown it out to smithereens because they say it's banished off of Google, Google Space? Well, it's um, maybe it's because it's not supposed, it's not actually a planet. Uh, Pluto got downgraded as uh, to a, a planet-like uh, object or something like that. Um, you know, so maybe they've decided... There's Planet X called Nibiru. They called it Nibiru, mm-hmm. and it was, it was coming in and... Uh, you know, you can see it like a comet, and now you get on Google, and they've kind of like erased it, or they, or they, you know, uh, blurred it away. Well, I don't think we've had anything that's gotten out that far yet, so I suspect. Have y'all not seen them um, shooting stars like crazy? Um, I guess I've seen a no, few. No, they're really pretty, though. I do like seeing shooting stars. I would like to see more. As a matter of fact, is this a good night for that? Maybe I'll go outside later. Actually, it's cold. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It was the suggestion going to be that they blow up uh, blew up Planet X, and that's why there are more shooting stars? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I think that when you're looking for something, you see other things. Yeah. For example, I know people that buy these $2,500 night vision goggles, and they look up into the sky, and they claim they see things that you wouldn't normally <laughs> see. Wow. Like spaceships and, and, and alien wars and all this stuff. It's pretty... Far out. Pretty out there. So, uh, yeah, so TVs in hospital rooms. Big concern, apparently, uh, for Michael. I guess if you don't like it, just ask him to turn it off, dude. I understand where you're coming from, Wayne. I mean, people, when they are having an emergency, they're freaking out, and anything that can be done to calm them down is an important to thing. Distract them. Uh, it to seems distract like most them. of the time spent in a hospital is waiting on something anyway. So if somebody is waiting there with their leg uh, you know, lopped off for a doctor to get into the room, you want them to at least be able to watch you know, dancing with the stars, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I may share the concern, and maybe he had the same concern, that Americans watch a lot of TV and that there's a lot of really, you know, pro-state propaganda on television and that, you know, certainly it is, in many cases, in many cases it can be very fun and the programming can be very good, but uh, there's a lot of really crappy programs out there. For some people, TV is the sedative of choice. So yeah. instead of giving them a pill, you let them watch the television because they're, they're used, used to it. That. Yeah, That's what they do. It's what they do when they're at home. It's comfortable for them. And if I owned a 100% privately funded hospital, I would have TVs in there. Yep, absolutely. Let's continue here at 800-259-9231. Nick is in Illinois. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with the Wayne and Mark. Hello. Hey, that Nick. Forbes article is, is a classic distraction technique, which is part of the psychological defense mechanism, which I believe is called reaction formation, one symptom of which is where you accuse other people of being exactly what you are so exactly. that you look like the opposite of what right. you are. What you're referring to is the Forbes article accusing Ron Paul of being a financial crack dealer. Uh, basically saying that uh, he is attempting to lure the youth of America into uh, giving up their responsibilities to take care of other people, when in point of fact, it's the government that is uh, encouraging people to give up their responsibilities. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Exactly. I mean, they get you addicted to programs, and then just like I was talking about last night, then it becomes a sin to cut funding to anything, even something like uh, public radio. That's why it may take a collapse for this all to get settled. Just like with a real addiction, you know, sometimes you can't get off it until you hit that hit that rock bottom and everything crashes. 
But there is one way in which Rick Unger is kind of right. Going off the government grid can be costly, but that's only because the government has already sucked up and consumed so much capital Mm -hmm. and crowded out so many private institutions which either could exist or did exist, like the mutual aid societies from the 19th century, which used to be an effective means of providing health care and welfare. It's amazing how many people don't even know those exist, or don't even know that those did exist. Yeah, I, I, I'll you know just to mention one of them were called the Shakers. This was a, a you know an offshoot of the Quakers that believed in uh, celibacy and uh, communal living, and they'd have what they called winter Shakers, which are people that you know during the winter time, rather than uh, you know going around because during the the good seasons they they'd live the high life, they go around, they do some work and stuff like that. During the winter, they'd go live with the Shakers and be celibate, and then, <laughs> and then they'd go off. And, and go, to be. you know, live their lives. So they and and the Shakers didn't care. They didn't like, okay, you know, that's just they chop some wood. Yep, they they, they <laughs> take them in. So there's lots of different things like that. It seems to me like Forbes, uh, the Forbes author's main hangup is the fear that unless forced, people will not pay into a mutual aid scheme. But I think that's a ridiculous notion on its face. Mm-hmm. If such institutions had the chance to exist, I bet people would be plenty willing to pay into a mutual aid society that promises yeah. to take care of them when they're older, fall on hard times. Absolutely. So well, look at all the Americans that donated when that tsunami happened a few years back. And it didn't even happen here. You're talking about yeah. donating to uh, Thailand or wherever yeah, it was, right? Yeah, the hundreds of millions of dollars of American money went to help those people. And right, but just... I think you don't even need to rely on charity. You can just rely on self-interest and it'll still work itself out. Uh, you yeah. know, it, because it's, I mean, who who doesn't like the idea of, of being taken care of and if you join a society that promises to take care of you as long as you pay some percentage of your income? Yeah, well, and then you've also got a contract, too, don't you? I mean, if, you, yeah. if you're signing on with a mutual aid society, you're, you're choosing, A, which society in which to, uh, to join, and you're, B, actually getting into a contractual agreement with these people, whereas with the government, if they decide to change the rules with Social Security, you're just screwed. <laughs> Yeah, and, and with a charity or a mutual aid society, if you're donating to them and they become corrupt or wasteful, you can just withdraw your funding and go find another group that, that uh, meets your, your values yep. better. And that's all I have to say. Thanks, Nick, for the call. I appreciate the thoughts at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. Coming up, we talked, uh, we talked to a gentleman earlier about his situation with a supposed cop taking his cell phone camera uh, from him. And turns out there's an update on uh, from our friend Carlos Miller, actually, over at uh, carlosmiller.com and his new website, Pixic, P-I-X-I-Q.com, where you may recall there was a settlement uh, recently uh, that the feds apparently sent out a memo uh, training their officers of the development where they, a court stated that photography of federal buildings is indeed legal and that it is wrong. They should not be illegally harassing photographers. And, of course, we predicted that this will change nothing because it's just a memo, and if they continue to harass photographers, very little will be done as a result uh, if, if, if they are taking people's cameras and things like that. Uh, there's nothing that can be done to these officers besides sending out another memo. So we'll find out what has happened in the wake of this court decision. 800-259-9231. You might be able to guess. Hour 3 is next. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, 
Let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Number 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website, by the way. All the features on our site for free. Those other talk shows want to charge you for their uh, their websites. You'll probably find more for free than they even charge you for at their site. So go to freetalklive.com and explore around and learn how you can actually control the content of the website at freetalklive.com. So there's somebody who's another talk show host that is on the attack against libertarians. We'll share what he has to say here in a bit. But since last hour, for those of you just tuning in, we had Benjamin call in about some of the activism he and his friend have been doing out in California. Uh, I guess some red light activism kind of cluing people in into the the scam that are the government's red light cameras. And somebody purporting to be a police officer came up and harassed them. They didn't get any identifying information from the man, harassed them, stole their video cameras, ended up giving the cameras back and then leaving after claiming he thought they could have been guns. It was just absolutely ludicrous uh, story. But I wanted to share a related piece here from Pixic.com, P-I-X-I-Q. That's Carlos Miller's website. And Carlos Miller is uh, the guy behind CarlosMiller.com. He is a professional photographer who was arrested uh, back down in Miami a couple times, actually harassed by the police for recording video of a public police investigation, something that was happening you know, on the street in public. The police harassed him for it. And ever since that happened, he has become like one of the go-to guys on the internet to cover these sorts of stories, stories where photographers of various different sorts, still photography and videography, are being harassed, having their cameras stolen, and in some cases being arrested uh, by these government law enforcement officers. And it was Carlos Miller who reported primarily on what was going on with one of our listeners, uh, Bile, from blogofbile.com, who was arrested outside of the courthouse in manhattan with another fully informed jury association activist who was doing some some outreach he was there to simply record the outreach activism that was going on and was arrested for it he ended up actually winning a case brought by the nyclu on his behalf against the federal government in this uh, this situation where there was a settlement that uh, stated that federal agents were not supposed to do this stuff. The Department of Homeland Security is going to uh, apparently going to be paying or may has already have paid uh, Bile $1,500 plus $3,350 for attorney's fees. So they settled this, you know, this case and said that, that part of the settlement was that they were going to send a memo out to all the federal, uh, basically, in- law enforcement folks to let them know that this kind of behavior is, is not appropriate and yep. they should not be doing it. Yeah, no more of this. But, you know, I, ever, so far, every one of these cases that I've seen come to fruition that has to do with, uh, um, you know, people recording police in public places and things like that, they've all won. Now, I've seen some ones where they, you know, they bring it up to the wire and it looks mm-hmm. like it's going to be bad, but I haven't seen them lose yet. So, um, you know, it's our just friends, sh- by the way, uh, Adamo and Pete are going to court for one of these cases on Friday. So yeah, we'll I'm let you know what happens. Very with that. interested in, in the results on that. Um, and, I, you know, it just makes me wonder when are these cops going to stop? You know, they don't have to stop. They're not personally liable. That thir- that uh, th- four thousand or five thousand dollars that the Department of Homeland Security is paying out 
in this settlement isn't coming from the pockets of the government bureaucrats who actually did the uh, the aggression, who who stole his camera. But if they have nothing to hide, then what are they worried about? Well, that's a great question. So here's the update, uh, because as we predicted, the memo that went out would change nothing. And Carlos Miller probably knows this, because he has seen this happen down in Miami, where a similar memo went out to all of the Metro Rail officers. This is a semi-private security force that's hired by the, the government to provide security at these government Metro Rail stations, as I understand it. Anyway, they have a, met, a memo posted at the actual uh, cubicle thing or the kiosk where these guys are working from. So the memo's publicly posted for these people to uh, to be aware of, and they're still harassing people. They still harassed Carlos when he went up to test the, the boundaries to see if he would be harassed for using a camera. You should probably carry copies of that memo around with you. Well, it's not a bad idea, but I mean, you, you know, again, it's right over there. They should they should know what the rules are, but they don't ever follow their own rules. So it doesn't matter what memos are sent out. It doesn't matter what you, you know, what court cases end up happening. It doesn't matter what precedent is set. But it's actually good that people are challenging that because otherwise what happens is, is if people start to abide by that, it ends up becoming de facto law. So by, by challenging it and forcing this, it, it, re, it kind of pushes back on the oppression. So, despite us from Pixic.com, despite a settlement last year stating the photography of federal buildings is legal and a new training memo reminding the officers of this development, federal officers are still illegally harassing photographers. But remember, it's only illegal in your opinion. I mean, even though the court actually said it was illegal, it's not like any of them are going to be arrested or in somehow way, in some way punished for doing these things. This is what they so say. So it's de facto legal if they're this not is, punished. This is, in fact, what they say. If you could show them, you know, federal law 1384.675, hey, I can videotape your ass. And they'll say, I'm sorry, that's just the way you interpret it. Tell it to the judge. Right. That's, that's exactly what they say because they have no onus uh, upon them for for doing this. And in one recent case, illegally deleting footage from a videographer's flip camera. The incident occurred last week. Right. Now, if it was illegal, this guy should be charged. I mean, there's a, the cop. There's, you mean, or wait, wait, wait what if of course the cop? Right. Okay. Gotcha. Absolutely. If he stole somebody's, uh, you know, video by erasing it. Well, let's find out what happened. The uh, incident occurred last week in Washington D.C., where f- uh, photography activist Jerome Voras, who regularly puts officials to the test, was taking pictures in the Capitol Hill area. The trouble started after he snapped a couple photos of the Superior Court of the District of Columbia. A court security officer told him he needed to stop taking photos because he was breaking the law, even though he was standing on a public site. Sidewalk. The CSO then called U.S. Marshals, who also accused Voris of committing a crime with his camera. According to Voris's written account of the incident, both deputy marshals began to enlist personal information from me. I think he means uh, illicit. Asking for my identification at which time I asked, am I being detained or am I free to go? It's important to ask questions good question. when being confronted by the cops. He who is asking the questions and uh, is winning and he who is answering them is not. They informed me that I was not being detained, but rather being stopped for questioning. <laughs> that, Isn't that that's, the same thing? Yeah, I don't think that's a that's a legal term. Detained is a legal term de- defining you know what the parameters are as to how a cop can stop you for questioning uh, and you know prevent you from going upon your way. The problem is, according to uh, officer, Carlos, you get you get three choices here, officer. You get arrested detained or free to go those are your choices yeah the problem is they have no right to demand his personal information and being stopped for questioning is no different than being detained because they're stopping him against his will voris pulled out his flip camera and began recording which was when they told him that he was being detained for recording them seconds later they snatched his camera from him 
and deleted his footage. Things didn't get any better when a U.S. Marshal's supervisor was dispatched to the scene and told Voris that the officers had every right to detain him because he was uh, photographing a sensitive building. But (laughs) (laughs) your building is sensitive. Does it ever cry? But the Department of Homeland Security has stated that there are currently no general security regulations prohibiting exterior photography of and federally owned or leased buildings. And to understand that this regulation does not prohibit photography by individuals of the exterior of federally owned or leased facilities from publicly accessible spaces such as streets, sidewalks, parks, and plazas. He was on a public sidewalk. The officers also told Voris he was guilty of D.C.'s wiretapping law because he was recording them without their consent. But despite D.C. being a two-party consent district it would not apply in this case because they had no expectation of privacy voris has sent the flip camera to the manufacturer in an attempt to retrieve the deleted footage so there you go it doesn't sound like they arrested him in this particular case but they're still harassing people stealing their cameras and intimidating them i saw a mom of uh, three was arrested for uh, jailed for uh, taking pictures outside of another federal uh, building or government building here Mm. recently too i just saw that that story today so it's going on all over the country absolutely right and what are you going to do now because the thing is the feds know that not everybody has it in them to go through the process of a lawsuit not everybody is bile from blog of bile who is a liberty loving activist he's a free state project participant he somebody who's come up here to many porcupine freedom festivals yeah. and uh, and liberty forums and sure. activists up here he's into this stuff it. he jumped in both combat yeah. boots ready you know I mean, he reached out to the nyclu he was the guy that made this lawsuit happen most people don't have that within them i don't want to do that i don't want to spend my time on that stuff i want to do other things with my life and most people do too so the feds know this that the in the the aggregate the numbers game they can still harass all the people that they want to and they know only a percentage of a percentage is actually going to do anything about it and then you know what's the uh, what are the odds they'll actually have to pay a settlement it's free talk Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks join amp for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. All right, so we're going to continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Also, want to mention the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We talked about how uh, there's a photographer who won a case against the federal government. And regarding to uh, regarding the ability to take pictures of federal buildings, he is likely going to be a pork fest. I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to him about it, but I don't think he's missed a pork fest that I've been to. Um, lots of the Liberty community that you hear talked about on this very radio program. Uh, Damo and Pete from LibertyOnTour.com and CopBlock.org. They're going to be there. In fact, I hear some of the other CopBlock folks are coming out all the way from Arizona uh, to come out to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. People who have already made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a bunch of them will be there. And a lot of people who are considering making the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project are going to be there as well. It's hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all having a blast in the woods, Rogers Campground, in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's happening June 20th through the 26th, and you should be there. We're going to be there broadcasting live for the entire week. you got a mighty nice mouth, Ian. 
what, is that a is that a redneck joke? Like a, that stuff happens. Doesn't that just happen in Georgia? Wasn't well, that Georgia? You were talking about men in the stuff, people in the woods. So I, <laughs> I don't know why you went straight to deliverance, Wayne. I don't know what you're thinking. It just it just came to my head when you started talking about these people in the woods. I'm you're the sorry. one who lives out in Limster, buddy. <laughs> That's so, right. We like it out there. So you can go to porkfest.com to get registered. Twenty uh, percent off. Use our code Free Talk Live, all one word. Uh, go to Porkfest, that's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Get registered for the 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's going to have everything from live performers to family fun to agorism and action. Porkfest dot com, 800-259-9231 to the phones and the fun. We've got Ted on the line listening to WVTS in Charleston, West Virginia. Hello, Ted. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Ted, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, your guys a show it long enough to last me through my whole work day, so I started listening to Alex Jones. Uh-huh. Hmm. And he brought up this thing where Ron Paul won the CPAC election. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, and, uh, well, Fox News aired last year's because a bunch of people were booing him and stuff. Yeah, we just mentioned that actually uh, you know, about half an hour on the show. Half yeah, hour they, they aired. What talking about? Yeah, they aired yeah, last year's last clip. Right, so they aired last year's clip to make it look like people booed him this year, even though they did not, or not as many did. Yeah, yeah I looked that up. That's actually, that he had a good video made of that. That was pretty cool, I thought. Pretty slimy, though, huh? Fox News, fair and balanced, right? <laughs> Does anybody oh, actually yeah. believe that? What do you expect from him, folks? Yeah, exactly. What else do you want to share not tonight, Not better than that. Oh, I, I kind of resented the Wayne talking about a little bit of backwoods rape. <laughs> yeah, Wayne, come on. I'll bet you have a very nice mouth. I find that offensive, man. <laughs> Thanks, you got any Ted. whiskey over there? Appreciate no, it. No, you don't. You that find it titillating. Nice. That is not nice, That's Wayne. Good. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. Libertarians are under attack by uh, another talk show host. Uh, you probably have never heard of this guy. Uh, his name is McCullough, uh, Kevin McCullough. Now, I actually met this dude at a, a talk radio convention last year and he didn't say anything mean to me in person uh, but essentially this is a, a hit piece that he has written for foxnews.com speaking of fox uh, essentially taking on all libertarians about what happened with ron paul he points out the top three winners of this weekend's cpac straw poll will not win the 2012 presidential nomination and if any of the top three do break through to prove that prediction wrong none of them will go on to win the white house in 2012 this year's top three placeholders in the poll were Ron Paul, Mitt Romney, and Gary Johnson. Ron Paul and Mitt Romney repeating their standing from the 2010 poll as number one and two, respectively. If the results of this straw poll do not sufficiently demonstrate the bizarre nature and overall oddity of this year's gathering of conservatives, he puts in quotes, mm-hmm. nothing else can. Ron Paul, though technically still a Republican, has given up his GOP identity to embrace the chance to be the poster child for the more libertarian streak that has run rampant through CPAC, largely unabated for the past two years. It sounds like he's bitter that uh, his little convention has gotten uh, spirited away. Gary yeah. Johnson was... Uh, you know, what I'd encourage him to do is, well, go join the Libertarian Party. Believe me, they've been hijacked by conservatives. Gary Johnson was only added to the lineup at the last minute, his presence stoking the flame of immoral libertarianism that actually advocated for legalized pot and the, re- the redefinition of marriage to include homosexual unions. Okay, so um, allowing two people to contract to live together, even if I don't agree with their particular activities, is and, and smoking, uh, you know, smoking a plant that God made, those are immoral activities. However... 
stealing money from people in order to fund a coercive agency known as the police in whatever form. How about bombing? How about in order to fund bombing? Well, he's not, he's not advocating that, but you would... Oh, you bet he would. He's oh, a guy yeah. who's a conservative. Well, you, you, yes, but he didn't say that. But the suggestion here is that somehow you're going to use cops to stop people from getting married and stop people from uh, uh, you know, smoking pot. Those activities would be moral, right? Let's teach our kids that it's okay to steal from people as long as it's a good cause. In other words, this year's CPAC wasn't about advancing conservatism. Rather, it exposed the radically disrespectful element of the libertine. It has been the inclusion of the libertarian aspects of the past two years that has thrown the message of conservatism askew in a widely disproportional way. It is the libertarian in attendance that produced the free pornographic calendar passed out to attendees in 2010 Oh, I bet that's the uh, the Ladies of Liberty calendar. That's yeah. that's pornographic, my, isn't it? That's yeah. that's Not my nipple guess. In it. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't one nipple slip in any uh, portion of that calendar. I was hoping there was, but I would say it was a it was a pretty tasteful uh, calendar, actually. Yeah. So, uh, but just before we go on here with this guy. You know, you're right, Mark, about the point that the Libertarian Party, I, the reason, one of the reasons I quit the Libertarian Party was because it had been infiltrated by conservatives and they had watered down the message of liberty that used to be pretty pure. It used to be really liberty oriented and principled. And now it's not that anymore. Not even close. So I quit because of that. And this guy is having the same frustration now because his conservative movement is being hijacked by those immoral libertine libertarians. Well, how did John McCain and Sarah Palin do in the last election? Well, not quite good enough. No. What? What's the? Uh, so I guess you know the the point here is that it works both ways. Infiltration is a door that can swing both ways. And up until recently, it has only been the libertarians who've been infiltrated. But now I think this is a real statement that this guy is writing this uh, opinion piece for FoxNews.com, attacking libertarians, attacking Ron Paul, attacking Gary Johnson, who's relatively libertarian. Uh, and maybe we're actually going to get him on the show, Mark. I know you're working on that. We'll see mm-hmm. if that pans out. I've had him on the Edgington Post already. So uh, so my point being that the liberty movement is finally becoming large enough to make it so these conservatives are scared. They're running scared. They're, fr- they're frustrated. They're angry. They don't know how to handle this. The, the libertarians are coming to their meetings. The libertarians are coming to their little conference. They're voting for Ron Paul. They're voting for the ideas of freedom. But then and, they're not just voting for Ron Paul. They're kicking the crap out of the next closest uh, you yeah. know, competitor. Now, Mitt Romney, he doesn't like him very much either. And I've got to say, I agree. I'm not very fond of him. But um, you know, when, when I look at Huckabee way down there in the uh, low single digits, it makes my heart feel good. I mean, I've considered that guy one of the most dangerous guys in the ticket. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back with more here of what this talk show host has to say about libertarians. 800-259-9231. And as far as I'm concerned, the infiltration needs to go both ways. And we're starting to see that happen here in New Hampshire, where liberty-minded people are joining both the Republicans and the Democrats. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you'll find there free. We've got a lot of them, including listening options, broadband and dial-up versions of the show. You can go and listen anytime you want. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is right there um, on our streams, running around the clock. And there's also other ways to listen, including the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. And by the way, somebody reported on our Facebook page that the listen lines have been down for a few days. And it's thanks to you for reporting that because if I don't, uh, you know, yeah, well, I, could, I don't listen to them. So I have no calling idea. calling into listen lines. Yeah. So if, if, there's, there's, if there's ever some sort of technical problem, please let us know about it. Uh, we appreciate that. We'll get it remedied as soon as possible. So they're back up now. The webcam, of course, also there for you. Uh, the free-to-air satellite channel. And in addition to that, 94 or 93 radio stations, although I got a signed agreement from uh, the 94th today, 93 stations carrying the show at various different times throughout the week. So go and get the details. Get tuned in at listen.freetalklive.com. LearnLiberty.org is a new site featuring libertarian talks and lectures on a variety of topics. It's a great way to explore new avenues within the libertarian perspective. Brush up on political, economic, and philosophical terms like public choice and confirmation bias. There's more videos being added daily. Available now, uh, Phil Magnus talking about his new book on Lincoln and the plans to deport freed slaves to Belize. Nigel Ashford discussing the 10 fundamental principles of classical liberal thought in under 10 minutes. Go check it out at learnliberty.org. You will fu- when you get to this site, you'll see how professionally, how well done this is. This is put, to- put together by the IHS, and it's phenomenal. Learnliberty.org. All right, so we're going to continue here this hit piece against libertarians. A guy's name is Kevin McCullough. He is a talk show host. I guess his show is on a religious network, and it's distributed on a whole bunch of religious stations uh, across the country. I've and, heard Huckabee, by the way, say similar things about how the libertarian influence in the Republican Party was very dangerous. Libertines. Yes. Uh, so they're talking about the CPAC sit, uh, situation, the Conservative Political Action Conference, where a bunch of liberty-minded people apparently showed up this year and last and voted Ron Paul in for their presidential candidate and their little uh, straw poll thing. Yeah, thanks had. for everybody who went out and did that. And, of course, they're also doing outreach and things like that at, the, at this event. And this is very upsetting to people who believe that uh, the conservative movement should be a certain way, and that is intolerant towards gay people and hateful towards pot smokers and, and, and warmongering in favor of war and favor the police state and it's very upset that these libertarians are coming in and trying to change things and then they wonder why obama won the last election right you know and that's you're absolutely right wayne the fact is the republican party is the party of exclusion yeah they're out of touch you can say whatever you want about the democratic party i'm not for it but the republican party is the party of exclusion you can i will tell you okay just imagine for a second what it must be like to be a gay person and then have your republican friends saying well you're you're a nice person and everything i don't have any problem with you but the idea of you getting married to your lover that's just immoral that's wrong. That's a, it's against the ideas of marriage and against the ideas of God. Well, no freaking wonder they vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. You know as well as I do that the, the black folks in America know who the va- go, which party the KKK vote for. Mm. If, if you're a, a Mexican, you know what Republicans really feel about your family coming to live with uh, you here in the United States and making a better life for themselves. I'm sorry. You, don't, I, you may, as a Republican, not feel this way. I'm a rep- registered Republican myself, but the Republican 
Republican Party and its platforms and the people in it, by and large, they make it the party of exclusion, not the party of inclusion. You will not win. You will not stay in power as the party of exclusion. It's the libertarian in attendance that produced the free pornographic calendar passed out to attendees in 2010. Nothing it pornographic is, about it. It is the libertarians in attendance who open. But this is like some sort of really extremely religious dude. But it's who, also a lie. Was, I mean, there, it, sometimes these things are, are done just uh, for the sake of persuasion of, of their audience, too. Right. You can't call. There was a girl that was topless, but she didn't show any, any nipples. There wasn't or any nippage. Like you could see just as much in, uh, in, in Sports Illustrated's Swim He'd call that pornographic, too, though. But you see you what I'm can't saying? call that pornographic. It's a lie. True. There's pornography, and then but there's something else. But if it makes him else. think about uh, sex, if it makes him think about But that doesn't uh, make it women. pornography. But he probably calls the J.C. Penny catalog pornography. That's but what I'm telling you. It's this still guy, a lie. Right, but, that, but it's his opinion, Mark, about what is opinion. and what is not pornography. But you <laughs> okay, asked, let me look a, it up. There's a, there's a famous quote by a judge who was asked, you know, well, how do you know it's pornography? Well, I'll know it when I see it. It's hard to, for different people to define what is pornographic in different ways. Like, for instance, I consider pornographic only to have sexual connotation. of A naked woman or a naked man is not pornographic to me. But people having sex would be pornographic. Not that I have a problem with porn. I, I certainly don't. Uh, but as far as defining it whereas somebody who's ultra religious and has been incredibly repressed all of their lives about the idea of sex sees somebody flashing a little skin they might consider that pornographic because in their mind they're going to thoughts of sex to them that's eliciting in them thoughts of sexual activity and so therefore because it titillates them it's pornographic to them Anyway, we continue. Yeah, like I guess you're right. I mean, this is, you know, words, pictures, writing, films, etc. designed to stimulate sexual excitement. So I guess if right. it does that for you, so it is. Apparently, he was stimulated by the Lola calendar, which is what we're presuming he's talking about, uh, the Ladies of Liberty Alliance. Uh, it is the libertarians in attendance who openly promote the inclusion of groups like GOP Roud, GOP Proud, essentially uh, a, a gay group, uh, largely as an attempt to silence groups who would speak in strong support of traditional moral values. If traditional moral values mean we're going to come into your house and we're going to tell you and your lover whether or not you can make a contract to mm. live together and whether or not you can be treated as equally as other people have chosen to do this in the United States of America. This guy would the, probably want to ban sodomy, Mark. I mean, this is the kind of guy he is. Uh, I, I'm just saying, right. I, you know, this the suggestion that this is immoral, but it's okay for me to employ people at the point of a gun, you know, to collect for their salaries at the point of a gun if necessary. It's God's will, Mark. It's uh, God's will. Yeah, well, the Republicans are just doing God's will. Yeah. Well, what can I tell you? It is a libertarian in attendance who slandered President George Bush <laughs> by claiming his appreciation for the Constitution was best summed up as a damn piece of paper. Well, actually, George Bush's quote is it's a GD piece of paper. This That's guy right. didn't say that it's a appreciation of it he was only quoting the man the man said it's just a gd piece of paper if you don't like it take it up with george bush it's it his is quote the libertarian in attendance that proclaimed the war to prevent terrorists from regaining strength and coming after our homeland was illegal and who it is- would jesus bomb and it is That's what I want to know. How many Arabs would Jesus kill in order to keep America safe from the infidel horde? You're getting red, Mark. It this is. Guy's, I mean, I just he doesn't sound Christian to me. This is what Christians sound like, though. These well, days, these days, some do. Some, right. some we, do there are good Christians don't. that don't do this stuff, and we've got one of them on our show. Her name's Michelle. She's on Monday nights. Anyway, and it's a libertarian in attendance that eschewed, booed, cajoled, and screamed war criminal to Vice President Dick Cheney, a man who served his country with commitment and 
still attempts to help the world understand the threat of the radical Islamic element devising plans to eliminate us and our allies. Ju- Darth Ju- Cheney? D- Cheney put, set in place the, uh, the, um, the, the torture program that the CIA uh, put, put on. I mean, the fact is, the stuff that we called torture in World War II, waterboarding, was now part of, oh, you know, that's just, a, it's just interrogation now. Because Bill O'Reilly said so. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you, you can't hold up the virtues of the World War II generation and then say the things that they said about torture weren't true now that we do them. That's right. There were Japanese soldiers who were executed for waterboarding Americans. Libertarians and conservatives, he continues, are as different as libertarians and liberals. And that is a true statement. That's the one statement I agree with here. I can't stand it when people will lump the idea of liber- liberty in with conservatism or vice versa with, uh, with liberalism. I mean, it's just – it's a totally different philosophy. It's a philosophy based on the principle that human beings should interact on a consensual basis with one another. And the, the, the conservatives and liberals, by and large, do not agree with that principle. So he's right about that. The truth is libertarians are the worst form of political affiliation in the nation, combining the desire of economic greed with the amoral desire to promote any behavior regardless of its cost to our culture, is a stark departure from the intent of the Founding Fathers. What is our culture? That's a great question to ask people that are constantly pounding that pulpit about borders and culture and our culture's being diluted by I just mean white people and Jesus. That's what they mean. Come yeah, on. But get them to answer the question. That's the important thing. I'm glad you asked that, Wayne. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. The hit piece continues. We'll also uh, try to sneak your call in at 800-259-9231 in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. Coming up. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for your thoughts. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We give the features free, by the way. Uh, freetalklive.com. And if you want to support the show, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as $3 a month. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines the amp only forum and more go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more get signed up with any major credit card or paypal that's amp.freetalklive.com so mark tell me about whatever you're going to tell me about (laughs) on free talk live we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation investment barter currency well we've teamed up with midas resources to offer you some of the uh, some very special rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. Uh, there's U.S. Eagles over there, British Sovereigns, 20 francs, Lakota Nation silvers, ra- silver rounds. In fact, a uh, there's a Mises silver round, too, that I think it's the only place you can get it, or at least it's the cheapest place you really? can get it. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. Uh, go check them out. We'll ask Ted. He's going to be on the show later on this week, right? Yep. Um, I just spoke to him today, and I, he mentioned it to me. And the president I, of Midas Resources. Great guy, Ted too. Anderson. Yep. yep. 
So just go to gold.freetalklive.com, and it's the same shipping for one as it is for 20, so try to buy something that you can get 20 of rather than get than one. Right, so we continue here with a hit piece over at foxnews.com by Kevin McCullough, one of the, I guess, religious uh, talk show hosts, conservative talk show hosts out there who is freaking out because liberty-minded people showed up at the conservative political action conference this year as they did last year, and as they did last year, again dominated the polls, sending Ron Paul to the winner's seat uh, of this poll, this presidential preference poll that they did. And it's upsetting a lot of people. And so I'm sure he's speaking for a number of so-called uh, you know, conservatives here. He says it's not consistent with the average conservative voter in America, talking about the ideas of libertarian. I'd agree with that. Uh, libertarianism. The fact. But it's getting more consistent. The fact that so many faith-based conservatives were missing from CPAC and are also arguably the most dependable conservative voter in the country only added to the confusing, bizarre, disrespectful, and in many ways off-putting memories of this year's event. Yes, CPAC enjoyed its largest attendance ever, but one could possibly argue that it was smaller than it would have been if the third leg of the conservative stool, social conservatives, had been the key player they have traditionally been in the past. Well, where were they? That's right. They're disgusted with their party because it's not living up to their uh, their rhetoric. Well, yeah, they have to know at this point. Well, you know, actually, I th- I'd say the Republicans are more consistent on social conservative issues than they are on fiscal conservative issues. Yeah. When, when the Republican politicians You talk- mean hate, hatred? They're more consistent with their hatred towards gays and uh, pot smokers? I, I, the, the fact is, Republicans will introduce bills that have to do with this, uh, you know, this, this social conservative stuff. They won't even introduce bills that actually cut the size of government. They have no intention of doing that. Republicans lie about being fiscally conservative, but I think they're really telling the truth about how they feel about gay people getting married, how they feel about immigrants coming to this country, how they feel about about all, all kinds of socially conservative issues. So, you know, he may very well be right. But where are they? I mean, his, he's, he's bitching and moaning here because the libertarian yeah, types... Yeah, they could have bought were, a ticket as any, the same right. as anybody could. Exactly, exactly. They're not mobilized in the same way. Well, he's right. They know that they've got losing issues. The fact is... Well, and they're if, just voters. He's talking about the average voter. The average voter isn't an activist. Mm. They're just voters. So, uh, so where are your activists? This speaks to the fact that the libertarian movement is cranking out activists. That the, the people that, that encounter the ideas of liberty, it's so exciting to them that they want to get out there and they want to do things. Whereas the average voter doesn't want to do anything. They just want to go and vote for the people that they, you know, that they consider the lesser of two evils or, or whatever. So to, to expect any of those people to pick up anything more than the voting uh, pen is, is absolutely, uh, you know, unrealistic. So too bad, buddy. If, uh, maybe if you had a message that was actually motivating to people, those people would be there to support it. Because it isn't Ron Paul, really. Ron Paul's a very imperfect messenger of liberty. Uh, he, Aren't he, we all? I mean, he's not the slick politician. Yeah. You know, he, he, kinda, he talks off the top of his head. You know, I mean, if you think about it, he's not real, quote-unquote, presidential. But the message that he, he espouses is what appeals to people and the fact that he has the track record of voting consistently libertarian all these years. And given the fact, this is again by McCullough over at Fox News, and given the fact that the Ron Paul-toting, uber-disrespectful, and in many ways disruptive ballot stuffing has wrecked the straw poll results. Now it's ballot stuffing. Pinging yeah. completely unelectable candidates in two of the top three slots. Perhaps more significance should be paid to the straw poll to be conducted by the conference that happens in the fall called the Values Voters Conference. And didn't they, by the way, didn't they derail that whole recount in their presidential primary a few years back on a technicality with a pay- 
PayPal payment where they ended up uh, thwarting the recount? I don't recall that. Yeah, that's that, from what I understand, that's what happened here in New Hampshire. If social conservatives are the largest portion of the conservative discussion, no attention should be paid to a poll that virtually eliminates their presence altogether. See so the, why, where, where did he come up with the idea that social conservatives are the most important? He's, he just says they're the largest portion. He, said he if, says if, if they, they are, are the largest portion of the conservative <laughs> and, and by the way, Ronald Reagan wasn't even really a Christian. I mean, he was into astrology and stuff. And huh. they, they always tout him as this great, you know, conservative leader. Interesting point. CPAC leaders did the best they could to put on the best conference possible. It wasn't their fault that the libertarian elements within the attendees equate free speech with animalistic expressions. What, did somebody have sex on the stage or something like that? <laughs> what is he talking about? It's es- all smear words. Especially when visiting someone else's house. Libertarian elements oh, because... Oh, somebody of- else's house now. <laughs> right, well, they well, own I the mean, Republican Apparently, Party. they didn't show up is what his claim was. I mean, it, it's, right. it seems like he's kind of He absurd. is very upset. He's very, very sour grapes. Libertarian elements, he says, because of their strange combination of policies that add up to anarchy without moral limits. Strange com- combination of policies, which are consistent as the, the most right. consistent. There's uh, no of, combination. Yeah. It's one idea. It's one principle from which all others are growing. The idea that human beings should interact on a consensual basis. A peaceful basis, just like Christians should think. Mm-hmm. And he says because of that, perhaps they should have their own conference and let all the pot smokers and gay marriage supporters come and complain about how the U.S. shouldn't be fighting terrorists while they slander public servants. Actually, they did have a convention. It was the uh, Ron Paul convention during the Republican convention. The Ron Paul convention drew more people. Yeah. And the Libertarian Party has a convention, and it has had a bunch of conservatives come in and ruin it and come in and vote uh, conservative crap into their uh, into their party policy or platform, whatever they call mm-hmm. it, and vote conservative candidates in as their presidential candidates. So this is the same thing that has happened to the Libertarian Party is now happening in reverse to, at the very least, to this CPAC, whether it will, will happen on, to the Republican Party as a larger question and remains unanswered at this point. They're upset about it. Well, they were really pissed when the the Ron Paul supporters started showing up the Republican Party meetings in 2008 and trying to get their ideas in there. They're shutting off microphones on these people. Oh, they rescheduled one of the the votes in in Nevada, I believe it was, right? Yep. There's all kinds of shenanigans and sliminess going on. You can expect more of it to happen over time. Uh, And he goes on to say that, at the very least, the winner of their straw poll would be somewhat reflective of the title of who they are and what they believe. Well, why don't you just keep pouting, Mr. McCullough, because things aren't going to go away. The uh, liberty-minded The ideas of liberty are marching forward, and the ideas of conservatism. Look, the fact is they've been losing ground forever. You know as well as I do that pot is going to be legal at some time in this country in in the relatively near future. Lady Gaga just came out of the closet as a uh, pot smoker. I mean, she's my new hero. You know as well as I do. That, in fact, gay marriage is going to be the law within a couple of decades in, the, in this country. You don't, I mean, it, it already is in New Hampshire. There's only one way to states. deal with it. Get together with all your other intolerant brethren and move to one state, and you can have your little intolerance land. Let's go to Larry listening to WXNT and in Indy. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. That was a long hit piece, boys. What's on your mind tonight, Larry? Uh, you know, that uh, deal with the CPEX, that was a, nothing but a parade of clowns. They even had some color boy on there to rinse too, too damn high party or something, talking about how much, how smart Sarah Palin was, and that if he got interviewed, he probably would not answer some of the questions. But the thing about it is, he's running for president, too. 
They had the rent is too damn high party guy yeah, at CPAC? Yeah, he's running the McClellan, McClellan or whoever his name is. That, that was just a national disgrace. And, you know, you don't hear all the conservatives like Mark, Mark Levin, a sadist, on there telling people and people calling in agreeing with him that they want their money cut off. Nobody don't want to have their money cut off, boys. You know that. And uh, these talk shows come on like Rush Limbaugh. They try to force themselves on people and force people that want to be punished, that want to have a dictator. I mean, it's so stupid. I as mean, long as it's their dictator. Well, people, hey, check this out, boys. Uh, we have been beat down so much that if we did have jobs to get back to work, half of us are going to be disabled or on some drug or some kind of a uh, felony or other crime that we've committed that we will not be able to go to the job if they are provided for us. So I just think we've gotten ourselves into a bad situation. Nobody wants to live up to it. Thanks, Larry, for the call and the thoughts tonight. Government certainly isn't going to get us out of it. There's no doubt about that. I don't know which I'm more uncomfortable with, being called boy or him using the term colored to refer to black people. I don't know. I think he is black, though. Maybe. I'm not sure. This is Could be. Shot in the dark. <laughs> the NAACP still exists. We're back tomorrow night, online in the meantime, at freetalklive.com. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Jane Neal Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off.